Hello again, and welcome to episode 138 of SDGC for Thursday, February 28th. Reb's dancing down there. I'm already having a good time. We're if you're not aware, <laughs> Eric Bannon. Take a bite of sandwich. <laughs> He's eating a <laughs> sandwich. If you're not aware, Super Deformed Games Cast. He's out on the here. open sea. Derek, I'm going to need you to wear that exact outfit next week, please. Okay? Like, There's tell me you still have You'll catch me in it, yeah. Okay, please do. Please do. I, I just... I, Slowly unbuttoning his shirt. On I might have lost the hat, but I'll see I if did. I can find it. I, by the way, I want to point this out to everybody who can't see Derek right now, but he showed us this. This is exclusive SDGC content right here. Behind, we're going to peel back the curtains and and tell you guys something amazing. The swirl in the rye bread that Derek is eating right now as part oh, of that my... Reuben sandwich, it's probably the best fucking swirl oh, I've got... ever seen. I'm like sure it's, it's gold. Look at this. No, this he's beautiful still got swirl. It. Look at this. This is the... Um, this is this is the content that I know people come here for. Uh, this food, is the, man, uh, food porn. The the free DLC, uh, if you will, <laughs> of, uh, of of SDGC. Uh, if you're not aware, Super Form Games Cast meets right here every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of panel members and guests. God fucking damn it. We also do a whole bunch of other stuff as time allows, like a separate show about movies and television, community game streaming, and a mental health support show. If you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, hey, feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a follow. Every single podcast is archived the next day on our YouTube channel for those who like to watch. And you can find us all on major podcast services. You can find us on all major podcast services for those who like to listen. I got through it. I, I fucking struggled with it, but... I got through it. I got you. Just your your brain is so full of images of that beautiful bread. I, oh I keep, my god, that I seductive keep, bread. Is I it that, saying, or is it my Discord picture of I was Admiral gonna say, I keep Vladimir Salovich down here? I don't know. I don't know which one is more perfect. The the swirl of your bread, or the or just the perfect symmetry of your 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 captain's hat and your open shirt. Like it's. I'm, I'm I was wondering what man. you were going to suggest the perfect symmetry was. <laughs> well, that's that's for SDGC after hours. So you, know, <laughs> you got to pay for that content. Sorry, Derek. You got to pay for that content. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this this is already this is already dumpster fire. But <laughs> as everybody can see, uh, you know, welcome back once again, to SDGC. Uh, I've got uh, all I've got most of my friends here. Uh, the the materia to my to my slots. As I like to say, a good, um, well timed, well timed, well timed. I don't know right? that I like exactly. that. I got to be real with no. you, John. I don't know that I like that. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, how's we are four, four minutes into this podcast. We've hit a Final <clears throat> Fantasy reference, and I hated it more than you. Do. I I'm going to. I'm, <laughs> oh I'm come on, Final Fantasy Seven is coming to Switch soon. Now it's <laughs> less than a month. Less than a month, baby. I can't wait to pick it up for fifty nine ninety nine on the eShop. <laughs> 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 and you'll pay it too. You'll oh pay it because they've got you. A subpar you port will. of Final Fantasy. 7 with some cheats. I fucking will. Did you guys see the the, the price of Resident Evil 4? Yeah, that, that would be the joke that's right? being made right is now. Is it 30 bucks or is it? No, it's like 39.99, dude. 40 bucks? No, that's, no, it's that was 40. uh that was ET Dragon, but it's 40 in Canada. Oh, it's yeah, 40 in Canada. 30, 30 still. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't a it's 20 40 maple box. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like 5 American dollars. So, so okay. So, so I just want to point this out. So, I'm looking at the Twitch stream right now. Right. Everybody look at the Twitch stream right in the middle. Like we are all we are all framing Brandon's avatar, but his avatar is all blurry. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It looks like 
The best part is the what? is the horror movie character in the background that's blown up and blurred out because you that. can't see the eyes, so it's just like he looks like he looks like he looks like one of the shriekers from from DMC from the rebooted Devil May Cry. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a character in the hit Smash Lawbreakers that looks exactly like my avatar. That's I don't even remember Lawbreakers. It doesn't matter which one of us is hosting. It doesn't matter how many people we Always have on Brandon. here. If it's a, if it's an odd number. Um, it doesn't matter whose screen we're looking at. Brandon is always in the middle. He never has a webcam. Why and it always looks like a horror movie. I don't, <laughs> it, like, he's he's the biggest on my screen, That's too. That's how important I know it's he is. Around. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, see, I on mine, know. it's Derek, uh, captain of the ship here. Of course, because his camera's <laughs> not on. Discord right. knew be back on when I'm ahead of time. Discord knew ahead of time that his camera would not be on, and so it put him in the middle for you. One of All these right. days, one of these days, Brandon is going to change his uh, his yeah. avatar here. But I'm going to warn everybody: when Brandon changes his avatar, it doesn't mean that he's trying to do something fresh. It means somebody somewhere is marked for death. That's what <laughs> maybe if I, if, yeah, so, if I leave the call and rejoin, maybe it'll like reshuffle the the camera. That might work. Please don't that do that. No, I don't no, want him to do that. No, he's still the big one. This is your fate. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so yeah, I got you, I got you, chill. Didn't do shit. (laughs) It's fine. So waiting for something to happen. This is is he turning his webcam on? Is that what he's doing? Is Brandon until something happens? Not quite. No. So at at any rate, Derek, why don't you, Derek, why don't you take us away? Yeah. So this has been um, a decent week for gaming news, but I wanted to start off with um, Reb. Uh, had some stuff to talk about. So recently, uh, we received news that Overkill's Walking Dead game was canceled. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And so we've talked about Starbreeze. I think we talked about them a while ago because I have a very distinct memory of being on a podcast and we talked about them and not remembering every ridiculous thing that has happened to Starbreeze in like the last six months. Um, but they've had quite the time. So it, it's a little bit of a confusing pyramid, um, but or well, whatever circle, whatever it is. Um, but Skybound Entertainment, they're the people who have the rights to the Walking Dead franchise. Um, they ended their contract with Starbreeze Studios, um, which was publishing Overkill's The Walking Dead. Overkill is developing the game. Overkill is also owned by Starbreeze. So Starbreeze and effectively Overkill as a result no longer have the rights to make this game. Um, the first season of the game is already out on PC. There were supposed to be more seasons. I've not played it. I guess it's kind of like an episodic thing, like Telltale's was, but different. I have no idea what the game was like. Um, And it was supposed to be coming to consoles as well. Um, Like a week ago, um, there was a rumor that the game was going to be canceled, and someone reached out to 505 Games, and 505 was like, no, because 505 is publishing the game on consoles. It's There's a bunch of people involved. It's ridiculous. 505 was like, no, it's not canceled. It's just postponed. It's fine. And then it turns out the game is, like, effectively canceled. Um, Basically... Skybound Entertainment said that it wasn't meeting their standards and there were a whole bunch of issues that they found with it. And the and writing that. was on the wall for that one forever. Yeah. Um, and so that really sucks. But then like we reached out to 505 to find out, you know, what was going on or games industry did. Um, and 505 for some reason refused to admit that the game was canceled. Like in their statement, they just said that it was still postponed and it was just a very, I mean, I guess it was like an investory kind of thing, like trying to, I guess cut like not take a bunch of losses from it, but they're refusing to say that it was canceled, and that was really weird. Um, and then there's just Starbreeze. Like Starbreeze has just not had a good six months. I mean, you might I know a lot, maybe a lot, not a lot of people are super familiar with the stuff that they do. 
Um, but their, their studio's history for the last six months has been kind of ridiculous. So Overkill's The Walking Dead did terrible. Like it brought in not hardly any revenue yeah, it was bad last year. Revenue, yeah. It just sold like crap. Um, they were forced to cut the price. It was originally a $60 game and they had to cut it down to $30 like basically immediately, which is really bad. Um, they had a horrible financials. Um, they were facing insolvency in early December. Um, and their CEO, Bo Anderson, had to step down. And then all like a few days after he stepped down as a result of this, uh, the company, it's like, a, I think it's a Swedish company. They were raided by authorities um, investing suspic- investigating suspicions of insider trading. Uh, the CEO and one other guy was arrested. I think the CEO was eventually cleared because I guess the bank like pressured him into selling shares or something. But it's like it's like weird and shady and bizarre, and so they've just had this whole crazy up. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that place goes under. I mean, like any day now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah that it sucks. sucks. Like it really sucks for the people who work there. I have no idea what management story is behind this that led to this or what all is going on. But it just I mean, sounds. Yeah. Starbreeze hasn't been the same to me. I mean, since like the Machine Games formation. Yeah. February's been a fucking cursed month in this industry. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. Like this is this uh, month yeah. is fuck yeah, seriously. Like if we really it... if we really wanted to have a depressing podcast, we could sit down and just list all the studios that have had layoffs. There I mean, were more there were more this week. I I mean you know, I mean what was the uh shit just today? Fucking Techland? Was it today? Uh Techland was yesterday, they're publishing division. <laughs> That was yesterday. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did Techland was today? Uh, Wish Studios closed today. I was going to say Sorry, Techland so... was yesterday. Okay, Techland wait, was wait, yesterday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened at Techland? It's oh, not, you heard it's this? not the whole Techland. It's just their specific local Polish oh. publishing division. Okay. Techland as a whole, they're saying they're fine, um, but the Polish publishing division is closing by the end of the year. Uh, they're laying off thirteen by the I end mean, of the fine. year. That's fine. It like... sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like I mean it sucks that people they are getting didn't laid even off. Publish, like it always like, sucks. Like WB published their games, right? Like their global publishing division is fine, and it, it it sounds like you know the employees have been given a ton of heads up. Like they're not getting laid off until the end of the year when the whole thing closes. They're getting severance. They're getting help finding new jobs. Like it sounds like for layoffs, like for what it is, they're doing everything they can to help them. Just you know, just from what it sounds like. That's amazing. Um, and sounds completely unlike another set of layoffs I can think of recently from, you know, <laughs> Activision. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting for that. He said he was going to... Oh, uh, the, the shade will never up. stop. He said he was going to throw shade at Activision at some point during this podcast. And I'm glad that he found a window to do that. Jeff is so pissed off at Activision, he had to get up and leave. He left. Uh, <laughs> he said, fuck this Wish, Wish Studios was announced to have closed today, which I think also laid off 13. And they were the ones who did the... What is it called? The Playlink? The mobile games on PlayStation? I mean... That's such, I know what those, you're talking about. Those games were terrible. They really were. I I've don't never, think that was Wish Studios' fault. I've never fucking played any of those. Mm. They weren't very Although, good. I had to I review s- them. I didn't review them highly. Uh, Rebecca, did you mention where people can read about this stuff? Oh, yeah. So I'm, like, referencing all the stuff that I wrote about it this week at GamesIndustry.biz. Yeah, just... I'm, we're just throwing it out there. I mean, if you, if you really want to know the I whole story... It. I highly recommend that you go and read Rebecca's article on giindustry.biz. Um, what's the what's the actual what's what's the entire website? Gamesindustry.biz. Can you give me okay, the, you know the forward slash? You know what? The, okay, here's the fucking deal. It's really here, difficult. HTTP colon. Okay. No, don't put an S in there. There's no S in there. I don't. I don't know because S is for a secure website, right? Like you don't put an S in there. 
I'm not a fucking internet guru, but I don't think is you this, put an S in there. I don't know. How is does this the internet work? I don't. <laughs> Games I'm just saying that. That's where I'm, I write. How does okay. the internet work? SDGC 2019. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out the games industry because anybody, any like random doctor wandering into this podcast would say gastrointestinalindustry.biz. Like I, I should go, I should go check that out. By the way, I just want to warn everybody. I am uh, two beers into a 12% alcohol drink. So um, it's so only getting it more lit. I am working on a double shot of brandy. Shit might I, get spicy here real soon. Great. I have a, pep- I have a Pepsi. I'm, I'm wild now here. Brandon's drinking that fucking Whoa, hard Brandon. shit right there. By the way, by, I, I love, by the way, Derek, real quick, I love that I can I pinpointed the exact moment that Rebecca saw that Brandon had changed his picture from a, vision, a, a nightmare vision <laughs> to, to, the puppy. to a cute fucking little puppy there. Like, He's so cute. Brandon, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we can ever go back to Lilith, or you know, Absolutely the destroyer, no. or, or, or no, whatever. No, 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 no. Brandon, we don't have any friends anymore. Countess if Elizabeth Brandon goes, uh, if Brandon goes pro for like Apex, that needs to be his like official logo. Oh, what? for sure. What? Wait, wait, yeah. wait! Tell me the puppy or Bloody Mary? No, the puppy for sure. Oh, the that's puppy. His, that's okay. his brand now. I don't even like dogs. I'm a cat person. Excuse you. That explains a lot. He just said he's a cat yeah. person. Rebecca, you love cats. <laughs> you know, speaking, speaking some energy of, here. <laughs> speaking of game industry studios that are closing, THQ Nordic. Let's talk about THQ Nordic because yeah. I was going to say, speaking of spicy, we have what I feel like is maybe the spiciest topic that we've right. had in a very Holy long time. Shit. Okay, all right, John. All right, why so, don't you so, start off with this one? Yeah. So, so let me frame this, right? So, I'm, you know, the other day I'm at work, just fucking around, you know, silently kicking ass, doing some Excel spreadsheet stuff. It's all good, you know. And then I was like, I was like, hey, you know what? Let's go, let's go on Twitter right now and see what all my friends are doing in video game land because we all know that, <laughs> that video was your game first land. Mistake. I know. I was like, I was like, we all know that video game land is a is a place full of rolling green hills and rainbows and little cute fluffy puppies and little piglets running around and everything's bright and sunny and everybody's playing animal crossing in video game land right it's a wholesome place why would i not want to go visit there so i go to twitter and i take my first little steps back into video game land and what do i see i see thq nordic is like yo for for no reason at all we have no idea why but we're gonna do an ama on hn and i was like that's weird like like oh, we have crazy. no idea like, why let's focus on like that for two five seconds minutes to process what like the ramifications of what they were doing so i have so, no idea so, why but i can give you a lot of reasons why the fuck not well first of all we we need to preface this all of this by saying yo big motherfucking shout out to mark okay? the shout outs to mark like, who, shout out. who, who lined up reasons for us to kill thq nordic a second time um, shout out to that motherfucking son of a bitch mark so so i see this right i see this and i'm like no that's I was like, no, that that no, somebody's trolling. It's actually Reddit or something. People literally like, thought it was a hacked Twitter yeah. account. Well, let's let's give oh, a little bit of context. We expected we expected like an hour or two later for them to suddenly delete it and be like, we are so sorry, our Twitter was hacked. Oh yeah. no, oh, 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 let's, let's get ahead, ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's, let's get, get ahead of let's ourselves. get a little bit of context in here, um, because a lot of people who heard about the story, most people probably have no idea what eight chan is, um, and that's. For your best interests, honestly, please never visit there. You just need to take our word for it. Um, 8chan is where the people who got kicked out of 4chan for being too extreme went. Um, 
very uh there have been instances of like child the pornography of fortune yeah basically there, there have been instances multiple instances of child pornography being openly posted uh and basically only taken down because of like legal heat um there is a a large part of the culture focuses around artwork of underage children you know in sexual situations um this is not just like a shitty edgy gaming forum this place is like if, if you take the bigotry and the hatred and the pedophilia of 4chan and just like exponentially increase it, you get 8chan. Um, there were there were naked cartoon underage girls within like the first 10. Oh, replies. Christ. Yeah. I'm not even going to say it out loud. Did you guys see what Imran just, just said in chat? The, the border town of the dark web. That's, that's oh, a, a toddler. Yep. No. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, Fuck. Yeah. They had, Jesus. they had. But Christ. remember, it's okay because it's drawn. Hint, no, the fuck it's not. Um, but so Achan is exactly one of the worst places. I think calling it the border town of the dark web is actually one of the best ways to describe it. Um, because it is, it really is. Um, it gets away with a lot because it's not very visible. Um, Google has blacklisted it from their search engine. I remember uh, hearing that, which tells you a lot. Um, if you go to the Wikipedia entry for Achan, uh, one of the longest sections and one of the most visible sections is controversies. First subheading: child pornography. Like that yeah. should to give you. And then right hint. below that is like like open fucking neo like Nazis, right? Like that's yeah. where all the Nazis fucking coagulate. Yeah. Like like well, and you know it's bad. You know it's bad when eight chan is full of the guys who were too shitty for fucking 4chan. Right. Like, like that's where all the, that's 4chan. When 4chan is like, you know what? We don't want to be associated with you. That's what, you know, you done fucked up. Okay. You're, you're leading a dark and horrifying life. If you're too shitty for 4chan. Okay. Yeah. So like, so like they tweeted this out, right? They tweeted this out. And I actually, at first I quote tweeted it. I was like, nobody fucking like this. I'm fucking, but then I like deleted it. Cause I was like, I don't want anybody to accidentally click that fucking link who might not know what 8chan is. Um, and then, and then they, they sent out a follow-up tweet and they said, we were, um, we were offered an opportunity and we took it. Like they got defensive guys. Like they got yeah. defensive. Hardcore as defensive. The opportunity like, was here and we took it. We got it a, a, a poor approached in a very friendly and polite manner. And we're assured said person, shout out to shout Mark. Out to we'll Mark. Take, shout out to Mark. We'll take care of the nasty stuff. So here we are. This was 30 minutes. So they actually they even knew beforehand. This. So they had, they knew beforehand. And then they had 30 minutes to read all of the people saying, guys, there is a bad stuff there. Maybe don't. Or my favorite, the, the long string of this ain't it chiefs yeah. um, in the replies. Yeah. They, like they had 30 minutes to do this. And then this was their defense. Like for fuck's sake, guys. Well, and like if you, so for example, and this should be once again, a sign like there's, there's, a, there's no way to feign ignorance because if you try to Google <clears throat> HAN, any resource you find will tell you exactly how <clears throat> messed up the site is. If you actually go there, like if you followed the fucking link that they posted for whatever god-awful reason, hopefully just because you didn't know, um, the, the banner before you actually hit any of the threads, the pinned thing was about like, it was something like where you could find the the latest iteration of the lolicon thread in other words like again artwork of like 12 year old girls um like the second reply was like an anime picture yeah it's like where somebody who said where the lolis at and and the guy responded like looks like you got them already which is yeah like they engaged with this shit that's one thing by the way uh zach zach we hope you feel better soon buddy zach and chat 
the opportunity was here and we took it. I said as I enter the interstate exit right now. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so that's really good. fantastic. I miss you, Zach. Please get well. Thank you, yeah. Zach. Zach. Zach, come back soon. We miss you. Please get get well. well. Um, yeah, but uh, so they so, had like posts on there that were they had like like basically as close to pornographic. I mean, they basically were pornographic images on there that were posted in reply. They had. Well, multiple multiple references to hitler and nazis they had lots of references to gamergate they had tons of racist and homophobic slurs there was one of you mentioned one of their other replies that was crappy um somebody replied at one point with um a picture of i don't know if it was you like talking about the to, knight but, yeah it was like a knight the or knight something, saying and it had your... a homophobic slur on yeah. it and they replied and they said it like thq nordic replied and said looks like an image from our next game like yeah. excuse so, so hello yeah like so so like brandon that's the thing right is that so when i saw this and real quick sam in chat makes a great point you know like a brand manager's job is to be informed and paranoid right like you're the fucking PR guy for teaching. That's, and that's the, and this was like the head PR manager this wasn't just like their their twitter the guy with the twitter well, account right this was their like head PR marketing guy was it not was one of the three people. Yeah, yeah, it was. And like, not only that, like, even if you didn't know what it is, when you decide to host an AMA, and then you're going down the list of sites that you would like to host an AMA on, how do you end up with that site yeah. above? Like, like where, how do you even get to the point of I, having well, to look they, into that site? They were approached. Oh, okay. Yeah, 100% they had to have been. Shout out, shout out to Mark. Mark. Oh, sorry, Mark. Mark. Yeah, it's all like, you know what? Fucking shout out to everybody, okay? Like, you know, this is, and so I started reading the comments and I have never, and when I say the comments, I mean like, you know, the, you know, the tweets that followed, you know, from every, pretty much the entire planet, uh, you know, the entire industry in, re, you know, in response to, you know, to the, Hey, we're, you know, we're, we had an opportunity. We took it. Um, I have never seen one issue just completely bring an industry together as I did yesterday when I saw almost almost the entire industry just explode in fucking disbelief <clears throat> at at uh at thq nordic and it was so unbelievable that uh who was it here who was it which one of you guys said that they thought they were hacked because i thought they were too i, um, first, like, I think we all minutes. thought that at first oh yeah originally we were waiting just waiting for them to say yeah we got hacked we're sorry we're cleaning it up right now deleting all traces we're gonna make this right but no like it, it's just so fucking bizarre and it, you know i hate I don't like engaging with bad faith arguments. Um, a lot of a lot of really shitty people were replying to articles and tweets about this, saying, "Well, there's like child porn on Twitter and Reddit. Why should we just it's not a, have AMAs it's there?" It's an SJW like, fuck them. conspiracy, that's, man. That's not the fucking point, man. Like this is this is even this is even more of a difference than the difference between hosting a Reddit AMA on the THQ Nordic subreddit and hosting a T, uh, an AMA on like fucking Kotaku in action. Well, like you know, you know it it. it it hits home to me, like, you know, all joking aside, like, I've got a fucking kid, you know, I've got a fucking 10 year old. And, yeah. and for you to sit there and fucking just be as glib as this guy was about, hey, we're doing a fucking uh, AMA on HN. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, like, dude, most, I'm, I'm, I'm actually so fucking angry. Like, I'm, I'm, you seem a little I, mad. Dude, I'm, I'm legitimately like, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, so I'm, fucked up. I'm really fucking pissed off because, you know, I, 
I've seen some pretty fucked up shit happen to people. And to to just not only do this, but to double down the way they did. And, and Reb, you mentioned the fucking comments that that people were were like from THQ. There were multiple people answering comments. And yeah, it was all, three. you know, like there were three. And it was like well, and there was one of them who was like, you know, oh, don't don't you know, don't give into the SJW bullshit. The guy was like, oh, we're trying not to. And I'm just like, don't fucking sit here and tell me that you didn't know. Don't sit here and fucking tell me that that you you were unaware of what you were getting yourself into. Oh no. And you know, I I'm not one of those guys who's gonna sit here. I don't I, I don't I take no pleasure in saying so and so should lose their job. But everybody involved in this needs to be fucking fired. Like yeah, because either a you openly promoted um, a board known for child pornography to the mass public under your account's name, um, and did so intentionally. Uh, in which case, motherfucker, let's start invent, let's let's start having law enforcement investigate your ass because now I'm curious about that's the, the kind other of shit. thing is that like like I want Mark fucking. I'm now me. skeptical okay. about what kind of can shit I, this guy's into. But can B, I talk about the response to this from the company really yes. quick and what it was? Yeah, please, please. Okay, so so they did this. It went on for over an hour. And after over an hour, they eventually did stop responding. Um, that, you know, even two seconds was too long, but that's how long it took. Um, and at this point, I am, I, we did, at Games Industry, I imagine multiple people reached out to them for comment at this point. And um, we got a response that they also posted their Twitter. And I, I won't read the whole thing. You can go to their Twitter and read it. Um, but he basically, this is uh, Philip Brock, their PR and marketing head, who was also the guy who was doing the majority of the AMA. There were a few other people involved. Um, but he said that he did, he agreed to this AMA, you know, implying that someone else had offered it to him, which we kind of mentioned earlier, without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and controversy of the site. He said he doesn't condone any of these things that it does. He's very sorry. He's promising to be much more rigorous, blah, blah, blah. It's, I mean, it's like a, a shitty apology, really. Um, yeah. And so I, I emailed him back and I was like, okay, so why did you keep doing, I mean, the backlash was instant like it was never, so fast on rebecca Twitter. i've never seen backlash like that before oh that it was intense, so quick quickly. and people immediately like this place had child porn on it what is wrong with you um and you know they posted that initial doubling down 30 minutes later so they had time to see this and immediately like back up and be like whoa wait a second and so i emailed him and i was like so why didn't you stop sooner like when you saw the backlash why did you just keep going and his response was Yes, I was fucking overwhelmed with a plethora of different emotions, to be honest. Sir, when you're overwhelmed, you don't double down. You fucking stop. <laughs> the, the only emotion you should have been overwhelmed with is, oh, fuck, I posted a link to a child porn site uh, on the official brand account and should delete that as soon as fucking possible and issue an apology. Yeah. That's the only emotion you should be overwhelmed with. And this whole, I didn't do my due diligence, well then you should still be fired and never work in the industry again because that is basic level shit. You aren't like some poor intern who was handed the Twitter account for a day because the regular guy is sick and you aren't used to the job. You're the PR, you're the head of PR for the company. Due diligence is your fucking job, man. Like you should never work in for PR for any other company, not just gaming, like any space. You've shown that you do not understand the fundamentals. I can name fucking, oh my God, like, 80% of Twitter would know, and Twitter is a dumb fucking site. 80% of Twitter would be better than that when it comes to checking their it's shit. Even, it's even stupid, even if you do think that 8chan is somehow good, like even if you think it is, you have to be aware that like this is going to get bad things like 
like this is not good for the brand like regardless of whether or not you agree with anything in 8chan like you have to know that this is bad for the brand like this is just a stupid move to begin with so i, I know i know we all think i want to throw in one more one more thing no so please, please please this is like and, and this is again about their response so um thq nordic something that i saw conflated a lot but i think is an important distinction to understand is there's really two thq nordics i described this in the sdgc dm mm -hmm. as there's a daddy thq and a baby thq and Daddy THQ is, you know, the big owner that is doing all these acquisitions. Like they're the they're the company that's like picking up all these studios and they kind of oversee all of this. Baby THQ is the publishing side of it. And that's what he's PR and marketing director of. He's not part of Daddy THQ. He's part of Baby THQ. Um, so theoretically, and, and they, they have the same name. They're both named THQ Nordic. So on an on, on the level of just the original action of posting this AMA, it, it's maybe understandable that Daddy THQ Nordic didn't know what was going on. However, he, Daddy THQ Nordic still, you know, is responsible for Baby THQ Nordic. And, you know, when, and they, they have the same name. So when confronted with the issue of Baby THQ Nordic going to child porn image board for an AMA, you would think that Daddy THQ Nordic would maybe have something stern to say about that. However, when we went to go talk to Daddy THQ Nordic, the CEO, Lars, I'm going to say his name wrong, and I am sorry about that, Wingfors, Wingfors, something like that. Anyway, the CEO of Daddy THQ Nordic just said, hey, go look at his apology. Like, he, he just he just blew it off and was like, no. And I, I reached out to him again, and he just ignored my email. And he, I, as far as I know, he's ignored every other journalist's email. So, so Daddy THQ Nordic don't give a fuck. That's tacit confirmation that as far as, as they're concerned, child porn's cool. That's, that's where I'm at. I Basically, can have yeah. THQ Nordic likes child porn. Oh, I'll say and one it. more thing. That's our one quote. Thing. Um, my editor <laughs> That's also my quote. reached out. My editor also reached out to the ESA for comment, and they declined to comment. So, so, ESA so, don't so, so there's a, so there's a lot. There's still a lot to unpack here. What I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll say this: what THQ Nordic has done is not just a black mark for them. It's a black mark for the entire fucking industry because there are yeah. now articles popping up that's talking you know like talking about you know video games and child porn washington right? like that's post washington, washington post the washington post. the washington fucking post um there are there are developers who are counting on thq nordic to to publish their games um imagine how they feel right now how do you think the um, guys making biomutant feel right about now i mean it, it's 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 fucking unconscionable and for everybody in the industry, everybody in the industry needs to be, should be boiling with fucking anger at what THQ Nordic has done right now. Not just, I mean, fuck what they've done to themselves. Fuck them. I, I could give a shit about them right now. What I'm angry about is what they've done. It, it, two things. One, what they have, what, how, like the kind of fucking people they have now given some some kind of sick pedestal or legitimacy to. And two, what they have done to the rest of the industry like like it's 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 i, I i've never seen anything like it I've, I've i've never seen anything like it and thq nordic will never get another fucking dollar of my money and there are i mean and they have bought ips that mean the world to me like time splitters which is a very personal ip to me it may sound silly but my best friend joel took his own life a few years ago, that was the game that we played together. Time Splitters One and Time Splitters Two were the games that we played together for years. Those, those were our fucking games. Me and Joel up at fucking three o'clock in the morning in college playing Time Splitters, getting wasted playing Time Splitters. That was our game. I was very excited about the prospect of that 
franchise being revived. But now that it's under, as long as it's under THQ Nordic's umbrella, they won't see a single penny of my fucking money see, for but anything. Time and and I, what's that? No, I was, you can go ahead and finish. I'm just, I'm fucking, I'm. I'm sick over it, man. Like I'm, I'm just sick over, it, dude. As a father and as somebody who just fuck being a gamer, as somebody who values and appreciates just common decency, like it should fucking infuriate everybody who's got a good heart. And I just, I can't fucking believe what we're seeing. I can't fucking believe it. This is the dumbest fucking thing I have seen in yeah. this industry so far, except like, except except like GamerGate itself. Like this is this is probably the dumbest like single incident yeah. I have seen. Jeff, but, like, yeah. just, but like just stupid is all hell. Why the fuck? Like and to be so fucking glib about it, you know, like shout out to Mark. Fuck you, dude. They... You just fucking promoted a child porn website, motherfucker. The fuck is wrong with you? And I, I mean. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I also, I, I mean, like the whole scope of it too, like, like not, ju not even just like the fact that they had child porn on there and continue to really, they try to define it as not, but it really effectively is. Um, I mean, I mean, like they, like everything, like they have so much, you know, like, like the thread, the thread itself of the AMA, you know, had hate speech on it. It had so many references to Gamergate and just like all Within these the other first 20 things. posts. Oh God. Like immediately visible when you opened it. And it's just, the whole thing was just garbage and the whole place is just garbage. And it like that 8chan was effectively after Gamergate got banned as a topic from 4chan, that's where everyone went. I mean, they're, as far as topics related to gaming go, they're effectively supporting the place that was a massive hub for a really fucking shitty hate movement that affected the whole industry. Jeff, I, I you mean, had something? Just, just, sorry, Jeff. No, that's fine. No, I'm just going to comment on what John said. So John says, and this is what I hate about these situations, because the people that make the mistakes or do this bullshit are rarely the ones that pay. And so John says he's never buying another THQ Nordic game. The first people to suffer from that, if a lot of people do that, are not people that did this. It's the developers, right? So if nobody buys Metro Exodus. You know, what happens to 4A games? Like, that's so that's where I'm, like feeling shitty. I don't want to support THQ, but I don't want developers to be losing their jobs and studios shutting down because of decisions made up here. But I also don't want to give money to a company that supports this kind of nonsense. Like, know, it's, a, it's a shitty, shitty yeah. situation. And it shouldn't have to be on you to make that kind of a, a, a fucking moral quandary about buying games. It, it shouldn't have to be that hard, you know? Yeah, right. And and like like what Imran says, like, yeah, Metro Exodus is published by Deep Silver, which is independent of baby THQ Nordic, but Daddy THQ Nordic has effectively given its consent to this. And Daddy THQ Nordic isn't gonna do anything about it. And so I mean, do we wanna continue supporting Daddy THQ Nordic? Like like that I mean, and that's that's like really tough. Like there's not a that's right really... answer on that, but no. like, you know, yeah. <clears throat> like it sucks. I mean, Deep Silver does good stuff and I don't I don't want them to hurt. I don't want them to shut down. I feel like almost the best thing that we can do, like because it's tr it is true that it feels like the only way to actually like as a consumer to speak with your wallet, which is most of the power that you have, you have to hurt the developers to get to the publishers. And that's really really hard to deal with because like should the guys making Biomutant really have to suffer because of a PR guy uh, for the company that published them 
But at the same time, um, I think it was Imran in chat and a couple people pointing out, if you start searching for THQ Nordic, most of your news results or most of your search results come up with, with them being linked to child porn now because of mm -hmm. news. And I think that, that people, this, this comes down to power of, of the press and power of word of mouth, um, is we have the ability, hopefully, to make this stink so powerful that even if it's not for the right reasons, that some motherfuckers get fired and some positions get reversed. It won't be for the right reasons. They've already made that abundantly clear. But, you know, maybe that, that, that overwhelmingly powerful negative PR can do something. I don't so, know. I, I, and it's, it's, it's worth noting, like, they do have the same name, THQ Nordic. And <laughs> now the name THQ Nordic, whenever you Google it, is you know, a bunch of articles about them being associated with child pornography, like regardless of whether it's the parent company or the baby company, um, you know, it's still that association. Most, most people who are going to Google that are not going to know the difference. Well, and Derek, you said um, like, it, sorry, finish. I wasn't going to, no, I, I, I wasn't sure if I should tell this, but like it was suggested to me by someone and I, I I'm like half, I'm halfway serious about it. Like I'm not, I'm not, it's kind of a, a sort of cheeky joke, but I'd like to also... see some outlets do like a waypoint where like when waypoint, when Activision got laid off or Activision got laid off. <laughs> I wish Activision laid off a bunch of people. Um, wasn't it waypoint and like Patrick Klepek were just like in the, in the, the headline, which like Activision fucks over 800 workers after yeah, yeah, posting yeah. record profits. Um, act, uh, Waypoint's coverage, and, and by the way, shout out to Klepek, man, because his coverage of these kind of topics has been great. Shout out to um, I know. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Pat. But um, his, his headline for this subject was basically just along the lines of like, THQ does AMA on child porn site. Like, you know, it was, it was, it laid it right out there. Um, and it was brutal, but completely accurate. Um, you know, I, and it's like, it, I'd like to keep seeing that. It, it was suggested to me that we start for the lead of every future story about THQ Nordic, just start with something like THQ Nordic, which infinite, infamously did an AMA on an image board known for child porn, has recently acquired what, you know, whatever no. the story is. But, but just include that in every single lead from now on, because like, they should fucking feel the shame of it. Like, that should just be part of it. This, this is so bad. This is really... Like, has anybody, there have been blunt, like PR blunders, but has anyone really done anything quite this bad? At, you know, at the end of the day, I've been sitting here rolling this over my head and we're talking about games, you know, and we're talking about, you know, the effect on the industry. And at the end of the day, there is no greater, in my opinion, moral evil than harming a child, nope. abusing a child or harming a child. Because when you do that, you kill that child's soul. You destroy that child for life. And, you know, that, that kid may never be the same. And these motherfuckers not only decided to host a Q&A session on a board that is a haven for these people, they doubled down on it, they defended it, and then they dropped a fuck, they, they, they got on there and they, they joked around and they chuckled around with people. And then they fucking gave a half-assed bullshit apology that not a soul with a moral center believes was legit. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's all that fucking matters is that THQ committed a fucking evil 
it was it's evil what they did. It's evil. And you know, I've I've spent the past 24 hours joking about shout out to Mark and you know, we've all had our laughs about it, but at at the end of the day, like all jokes aside, what they've done is fucking evil. Fuck HN blew up invisibility as a result of this. Like so- it, it's a mostly invisible site and I can't count how many people had to be introduced to this fucking place because uh, not you know not that they went there anything but they heard and, and learned of the existence of this place and and that brings a whole separate i mean we're really this is not not the place to discuss this but like is it better for these places you know to to remain like under a rock or for people to have to deal with the pain of knowing that they exist so that we can be angry about it but like that's the kind of thing that again i'd really like to not have to deal with in in games you know i'm not a keep politics out of games kind of guy but it'd be nice if we didn't have to deal with 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 like really heartbreaking social issues you know it'd be nice if we could deal with them in the sense that the art was making us think about them critically right as opposed to fucking pr doing bullshit like this well, yeah. and there's something there's something else that hasn't been addressed either. For all for the people fucking defending this, who are trying to excuse it by hiding behind the fucking you know the the free speech bullshit, Jesus or or oh oh it's all fucking bu- it's all a setup, right? It's all a setup. Why are you trying to fucking uh, hamper the first you know their first amendment rights? Fuck you. I hope okay? you don't use Fuck Facebook you. or Twitter. You. <laughs> if you if you are defending if you are defending eight chan, you can eat my whole fucking ass and catch these hands. Fuck you. And fuck it's a, you. it's a tough, muscly ass, let me I tell you. <laughs> There's nothing defensible there. Yeah. Nothing whatsoever. So here's my question, right? I'm fucking worked up now. Here's my question. What happens to, what happens going forward with I, THQ? I'm really bracing myself for jack shit, really. I'm I, I'm expecting nothing to happen, which sucks, right? Because like, you know, we can sit here and rail against them all day. And people on Twitter can be mad at them all day. And we can, you know, include that in our, that, you know, thing I said earlier in our leads and we can keep on, you know, pushing them. I mean, yeah, they deleted the tweet after 15 or so hours. And after um, a Microsoft executive a, called them out Microsoft, publicly. Shannon, that was Shannon yeah. Loftus, by the way. Well, legit shout out to Shannon Loftus yeah, for doing Shannon. the right thing. Um, But I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I would like... I want to be optimistic and I am an optimist and I I want to believe that, you know, we haven't seen any public, any, any, I mean, we've seen like people in the public, like mad at them on Twitter, but we haven't seen like the big companies, like the platform holders, Sony, Microsoft, whatever, condemning what they did. We haven't seen anybody, you know, going out of their way who is in a position of power to kind of take them down effectively for this and, bullshit move. And we kind of but need that. We need that. And I, I really want to believe that like next time THQ Nordic has their fucking financials, we get some trace of the fact that investors or people with power have looked at this move and said, I mean, for real, that ain't it, chief. Yeah. Like we aren't, we aren't going to back this. We aren't going to do this. And maybe, you know, hearing from people with the power to help make those decisions, um, THQ Nordic will change its tra- trajectory. I think it's kind of too late for them to issue anything remotely resembling a sincere apology. Um, but I, I don't know. I want to believe that people who have influence in this industry will do something about it. And I, I, I really, I hope they've just hope been so. full of emails. I hope they have gotten so many yeah. fucking emails I want from fucking people crim- no, who Rebecca. give them money. Well, there's it's probably, not enough. What, I want 
I want fucking criminal referrals. I want fucking criminal investigations. That's what I fucking want. And that, I mean, I'm sorry, but you know what? If you're fucking, if you, if you're, if you're, no, it, it, no. I'm, yeah. Can we just say like, Imran brought it up in track. Can we just say, and I, I, again, I'm going to say his name wrong. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a shitty American. I don't know how to say these people's names. And I, I would learn if I had someone tell me, but I don't know. <laughs> um, Ryan, Reinhard. It looks like police, police, but it has two L's. I don't know. Yeah. He Speaking was, of the fucking police, Reinhard. Is that what you, is that what you said, <laughs> Paulus? Is yeah, that correct? Paulus, Paulus thank you. Motherfucker needs some police. He, he was also involved in the fucking AMA, and he's like the number two to the CEO or something. Like He's he's in some high-up position. Can that guy, like, like what the hell? Come yeah. on. Well, and like Jeff pointed out earlier, like if you're, unless, if, since we're not people with like strong influence, the best thing, the only direct impact that we can make is, is boycott. And that is going to hurt a lot of people on the way to hurting the people that are actually responsible. I um, know, man, but I can't fucking I know. do it, dude. Well, I can't and that's, give them my fucking that's money. That's why like, I, I, I have a hard time, like say, saying that, that there's a correct answer. Uh, but I mean, like it's, it's true. And that's why what makes it so frustrating is we've got the best we can do is make a lot of noise and hope that somebody influential actually say, and it's, it's frustrating. This kind of reminds me of, uh, I get a second opportunity to throw shade, but I promise it's actually on topic. This reminds me of, um, last week, uh, we were talking, uh, in, in the chat about Activision Blizzard laying off 800 people, uh, because we obviously took the week off. It was Valentine's day. Um, when that story actually broke. And then it kind of got talked about in the show, but we were talking about like, well, there's not really anything more to say. And that's true. And that gets really frustrating when you have s stories that are so profoundly massive, um, like, like 800 people being laid off after hosting record profits in a company or uh, a company hosting an AMA on a site known for child pornography and, and, and spreading the visibility of that site to um, so many people. Um, that's not like the story is only going to happen once and then be over with. But but the importance of that should not die just because there's nothing new to report. But we're not really equipped to continue bringing that up. Right. You know, but that, that's like plus, why I'm tempted to take yeah. that suggestion to use that lead seriously and just keep I think saying, that might be and hey, you catch a lot of flack. You'll catch a lot of flack from a lot of shitty people that are going to call call us call us and call you SJWs for continuing to bring this stuff up. But yeah, fuck it. the thing is, there's no the press is not equipped to handle its news. And when there's nothing new, it's you have to move on to the actual news stories. And it's kind of hard to keep putting out the same editorial week after week after week, month after month about Hey, remember this shitty thing that happened? Guess what? It's been X days and still nothing has changed as a result of this. Like, that is profoundly and, like, existentially frustrating. Um, you know, and I don't have a solution. I don't. I just... Yeah. You know, people can call me what you know. You know what? I'll continue speaking out against fucking THQ Nordic. People can call me whatever they want. You think it fucking affects me? Nope. You understand the shit I've seen in my life? Like, fuck you. But uh, you know, I I just. There's got to be. I, I am really hoping, and I want to kick it over to Jeff after this to see what he thinks. I, I feel like I've been bogarting the mic a bunch, um, but I, I just I hope there's consequences for this. Um, I, I whatever form that takes, I don't know. I'll leave that up to smarter people than me. Um, I, I, I just something's got to. I mean, something's got to give, right? Something's got to happen, Jeff. I don't know, man. What do you think? 
Um, no, Reb made a really good point. That's actually what I was going to say is that, uh, you know, like Derek said, as consumers, the only weapon we have is our wallets, but there's people with real power that can affect real change. Uh, and I agree. I want to be uh, optimistic that they'll do the right thing, but uh, my gut tells me this is all going to blow over. Uh, but I think what would actually have to happen would uh, Sony and Microsoft banding together and going to THQ and saying, we will not put your games on our platform until you fix this. Hands down. Your games will not be here until you fix this. But I just cannot see them doing that. I don't feel like this blip is big enough on the radar, which is like, okay, we need to maybe keep making a stink. Don't let them forget about this. But I'm just maybe a little bit too jaded. I, I, I feel like it's, yeah. I feel like no, it's it, it, terrible. Well, if like, any one of the, if one you, of these guys, you would think that so, so, someone, and I wish I could credit this tweet. Somebody tweeted in the aftermath of this that, like, I, I, I mean, this is terrible. But with GamerGate, there were a lot of, I, I mean, people didn't come out and condemn that fast enough. And yeah. when they did, well, it was basically, yeah, we don't condone harassment or whatever. I, like, I, like they basically agreed that you know. Nazis and harassment and all these other things were, you know, they could basically ignore them. Like there really isn't, there really isn't any line left to be crossed, but you'd think that child pornography would maybe be the line would maybe be the point where we would say, okay, no, we're actually not gonna, we don't want to associate with this, but I, I was trying to agree with Jeff. I mean, I think, I think Jeff is right. I, I, it sucks. You would think this would be a big enough issue, but well, this yeah, was only. I'm kind of afraid it, it isn't gonna be. Was it yesterday, right? Or I mean, or was it two days ago? Two days ago. It was two days two ago. Days it was Tuesday. Ago. So I mean, there's still absolutely time. You know, we're in the first 48 hours after still. So, like, there's still time to see this develop maybe a little bit more. But I'm waiting for Philip Brock to be fired. Like that's yeah. bare minimum at this point. I don't yeah. think it's gonna happen. I I don't. I, I want to be optimistic so I wanna, badly I wa because I, want, I am an optimist. I am. I want to, too, but, like, after, I don't know, mm. all my multiple experiences over the years have left me with kind of a Thomas view of the world. Um, and I just have very, like, there are good, there are good people who I know We'll we'll push back against this, right? Like like you, Rebecca, or you know, like Imran and Chat. Like I I know tons of I know tons of good people who are horrified by this and will continue to be horrified by this. But I also know that there are people out there that will will eventually forget about this and move past it. And I've squared myself with that. I've I've accepted that that's just the way that the world works and operates sometimes. Um, but uh, and and you know, I'm 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 sorry for getting so passionate. Uh, and angry, well, angry earlier. This is the but, thing to get angry about, John. I, I fucking like I this. I take this seriously. I'm a father, and you know, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you right fucking now. Like, I hope you know. You know what? If you're one of these guys, avoid me at every con you see. Because if I see you, I will call you the fuck out right there and embarrass you in front of the entire fucking room. I I straight up don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. Avoid me. You see me? I'll be wearing a yellow beanie with two little dots for an eye and a fucking smile. Avoid me if you see that shit. Because I watch that, you watch that smile turn into a this. frown on his beanie when he I sees it. I mean, yeah, it. it helps because you've got kids and you've got a personal investment, but you don't need to be a father to be furious about this. This is this is like really fun. 
Jesus Christ. All right, you know what? We could, yeah, I was going to say, we can, we can, can we the talk about is, Pokemon? Yes, Let's talk about I was going to say, okay. so I was going to say, we've kind it. of exhausted everything we can say about this. So the We're good thing so is mad. the whole rest, the whole rest of the show is good. I promise you the whole rest of the show is good and wholesome now, guys. Um, so yesterday, early in the morning, um, early by my concept of time, uh, we got a seven minute video from Nintendo finally showing off for the first time uh, the, the, the next set of Pokemon games for the Switch. For a lot of people, they're gonna consider it the first true traditional Pokemon game on the Switch because Let's Go is very different in a lot of ways from the, the series up to this point. Um, so regardless of that argument, people who liked games like the originals and like Sun and Moon finally got to see Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, revealed for the Nintendo Switch. Um, so who all here, I know Reb absolutely saw it, and I know I did, who all here watched the announcement and kept up with the news on that? Oh, dude, uh, fucking me, of course, dude. I'm a new fuck, I'm a new Pokemon fan. Jeff, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all right. Yeah, I watched the Direct as well. Yeah. Now, what did, because I know, I want to start actually with you, Jeff, because I know that you're not, like, the biggest Pokemon fan. Now, did you play Let's Go? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm like, I don't dislike Pokemon. I just literally never played any of them. They never um, entered my really like little gaming sphere. I didn't go out of my way to play them. Um, but let's go. I got really big into Pokemon Go a couple years ago. Like I was just so absorbed with like catching all of them. And I was like out at two in the morning with like all the big crowds of 200 people like trying to catch the rare ones. And I was just like so into it. So when Let's Go came out, um, it kind of like just came out at the perfect time, got announced, and uh, I love it. I love the game. Unfortunately, I feel like this game just isn't for me, so I'm trying to not make, you know, like I, I respect the fact that there are two different kinds of games and there's maybe two different audiences. Um, I am a little surprised. I, I knew, you know, I, again, I don't have the serious familiarity with Pokemon, so, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know about the games. Um, I am a little surprised that some of the universally or what I thought were universally loved changes in Let's Go didn't make it to this one. It seems like most people love the fact there was no random battles and that you could just see the Pokemon on the overworld, choose which ones you wanted to engage with. Um, so I'm a little surprised that they're just kind of going back to like the more traditional surprise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it looks really nice and the region looks amazing. So I don't know. I, I'd rather people who know more about the game speak to it because I think that's going to be more insightful. Brandon, you know what? I'm realizing I have zero idea what your opinion of Pokemon is at all. Wait, have, you well, hold up. on. You literally so you broke so like you cut out at the. Did I really? You, you said you said I literally have no idea what <laughs> is oh. at all. Like you're not point. It was like you can fill that purpose. blank in. It's accurate. I don't know things. I have no idea what your opinion of Pokemon is at all. Oh, I loved uh, Red and Blue like when I was in eighth grade, and then I never really played any after that. So the did you see is that Brandon doesn't have a Switch? Oh no, that's okay. That's fine. Brandon, I did play. What was the all one choices came, the are valid? One that came out on DS. I played those as well. Oh, Diamond that was and Pearl, so... I think. Yeah. Was it Diamond so and I, Pearl? I played Red and Blue, Gold and Silver, on the Game Boy Color, and whatever the DS one was. Yeah, that'd be probably Diamond and Pearl. And of course, I played Pokemon trading card game when I was a kid. Yes, good man. 
Reb is down I mean, there. I had, just... the, I had the uh, tin. Me and my brother both had like the tin foil Charizard like starter set. Reb down there snuggling her stuff. Like it just makes me want to take a nap. Like it's I just want to fucking. John, do you not know Poplio what it's called? So good. No, I know what a Poplio. I just I'm just like it's. I'm kind of like it's like the reverse and walk. I'm like y'all ever seen something so wholesome you just got to go to sleep. <laughs> like that's that that that's what I'm going through right now. Like, I have I watched... so many Pokemon plushes in storage right now. I haven't hung up my shelves yet since I moved, and I like I need help to do it. But as soon as I get help, I'm gonna have so many Pokemon plushes around this fucking apartment. You're not even. Gonna... So so like for me, right? Like I um I'm a recent I'm a recent Pokemon guy. Um I uh, I picked up Let's Go uh, Let's Go uh, uh, Eevee, and um, I ended up put, dropping like 70 hours into it. Uh, got my Mewtwo, got all that good shit, um, and uh, uh, you know, uh, throwing throwing down some of the master trainers, um, and then I went back and I played uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon on my 3DS because I was like, all right, Pokemon is dope, and I shouldn't have fucking slept on it all those years. Uh, and so I watched the trailer for Sword and Shield, and the first thing that thing that you know, the first thing that jumped out at me. Sorry, I'm a little drunk now. Uh, the first thing that jumped <laughs> me out too, at me. Okay. There you go. Uh, the first thing that jumped out at me um, was, oh, hey, shout out to Gene Park in chat, by the way, the, at, the, at the Washington Post. Yeah. Gene, um, Gene, Gene is a good guy. I've met him a couple times at PAX. Gene is a, Gene is a G. He's a real G. Um, the first thing that jumped out at me about Sword and Shield was, and I don't know if it was my stream, but, I mean, it, lo it looked a little choppy, didn't it, guys? Like, I think it looked a little choppy, and I'd like to believe that that's just because it's an in-progress build. Um, and that because I don't Nintendo wouldn't want to release something that choppy as like a final. They're they're so like notorious for their yeah. standards on that sort of stuff. Um, so, but I, I, I mean, I think it was. I worry about that part. Yeah, and it, it like it looks pretty, but it's not the most. I I can't see why like Breath of the Wild runs stable and then why Pokemon wouldn't. But I, oh, no, no, that's a I thing. I am not a software like, engineer, so I am sure. I'm sure it's going to be ironed out. So it wasn't that big of a deal to me, but I, I did notice it. What, what, I kind of tuned into more was the fact that it looks so much more like from a gameplay perspective. Anyway, like, and granted, we've only seen like small vertical slices of it, but it looks like it's returning to that core traditional, or you know rpg pokemon experience you know like you've got pokemon in the grass and there's obviously battles you don't see your pokemon in the field anymore which i was a little disappointed about yeah. um yeah. but uh so fuck, like that that was one thing i was hoping they would keep um but i will say that having played let's go and ultra sun ultra moon the world itself looks so much more vibrant and alive Aww. yeah um that like yeah. english countryside kind of yeah. is very fucking texture on things there is, yeah, well, and too. it feels like, like you know, when you're playing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, or even when you're playing Let's Go, like they're not bad looking games, but you're also like, you know, okay, I'm looking down, it's top down, you know, and and I'm I'm walking around a town, and there's like, you know, there's like five build, it's classic, you know, old school JRPG stuff. There's five buildings in this town, and there's like ten people who live here, but in in Sword and Shield, it the world seems much more, I don't know, I guess alive and it dense. Has hills! And, it, it has hills and there's you know there's deserts and mountains and snowfield and i was just like wow this is this is not what i expected from from you know like a core pokemon rpg and i thought i thought that was really fucking cool um yeah i think people expecting that like breath of the wild moment for pokemon are oh which the problem is unfortunately there there are some um 
I'm going to use like the finger quotation marks around the word insider because I, I hate that term in general and how it gets applied to like actual journalists alongside people with track records alongside people who post vague bullshit on Twitter. But the like insiders <laughs> talking about this being the Breath of the Wild moment for, for Pokemon games really got people's expectations set wrong. Yeah. I've been saying for a while this is going to be an incremental follow-up to Pokemon Sun and Moon, but on hardware that can handle the games being a little bit bigger and a little bit prettier in an HD. And don't expect it to be this drastic spin-off. It's the next Pokemon game. Um, and going into it with those expectations, I was very, I was very, it was exactly what I was expecting, and I'm very happy with that. It looks so, like some pretty so like, HD Pokemons. Yeah, so like, there has been a contingent of the Pokemon fan base for years that has wanted Pokemon to turn into this massive open world MMO with like I want six or seven I different want regions Skyrim. and all the Pokemon and I, I mean just all these ridiculous features. Like there's this contingent of Pokemon fans that genuinely wants that. And admittedly, like as a, you know, kind of dream, yeah, that sounds kind of cool, whatever. But it's not but realistic. No, it's not fucking realistic at all. And the thing is, it's not even necessary for Game Freak. Like, from a business no. perspective, they've brought in so many new Pokemon fans. From Pokemon Go, and then the transition into Pokemon Let's Go, getting, this people, guy. To, getting people to buy a Switch for Pokemon Let's Go after they had already been hooked on Pokemon Go. Like Rebecca, Rebecca and I did a pre-record, did, did a podcast, just the two of us. Remember this, Rebecca, where we talked about Let's Go. We you did, being the, yeah. You, you, you being the experienced Pokemon player, and I was new, and you were we so did. happy. You were so happy that I loved it. You were like, I yeah! Know, I'm like, so yeah. happy you loved it. But, I mean, you're not. You're actually kind of a rarity because you're an adult who loves it. I mean, you know, adult, adults love it in general, I think, maybe. Hey. But but the idea is that the kids, the next generation yeah. loves it. Like, the, the people who loved Pokemon, the original games, as kids, the idea is that they're getting their kids to play Pokemon Go with them, and then the kids are looking at Pokemon Let's Go and going, hey, I want to do this. And the parent buys the Switch for Christmas, and they get the Let's Go, and the kid loves it, and now they're introducing the new core game. And so they have this whole new generation of fans that are paying money for this game. Game Freak does not need to iterate. And I, as a 28-year-old fan who has loved every single you know generation of Pokemon games, for the most part, Gen 4 sucked, um, I I really kind of wish they would in some ways. Like I wish they would do something different. I'm kind of like vaguely hopeful that now that they're on, I mean, it's it's a hybrid console, but it is a console. I'm kind of hopeful that they'll do something a little more interesting with the end game. Um, I'm not interested yeah. in online battling and the competitive scene. So I'm hoping yeah. there's a little more meat to the campaign this time, aside from just getting gym badges and beating the Elite Four or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like I, I get why they don't need to. They're making so much money off of just doing the same formula with slightly better graphics. The textures look great and new Pokemon every few years. They, they have absolutely no need to. Yeah. Every time a new mainline Pokemon game gets announced, we go through the same conversation of, of people fighting over like whether or not it should change, why it needs to change or else it's not good. Why it, it shouldn't change uh, because it'll be bad. You get people who like, have to feel bashful about which what they would prefer because they feel like they're coming across too aggressive if they state even just their preferences because people are so like short fused when it comes to Pokemon and like I I think like Let's Go proves it Let's Go is a very different kind of experience from the the like 
sun and moon, sword and shield style Pokemon games. Um, and Pokemon as a franchise, I've seen people on Twitter who are like, well, you know, I like Pokemon, I like the concept, I like the critters, I don't like the main games. Pokemon has mystery dungeon RPGs and fighting games and like mobile games and strategy games and pinball and photography. Um, like there's so many Pokemon like different types of ways to engage with the franchise that I don't think that the main games, which continue to do super well every year, um, really need to drastically change. But at the same time, I'd like to believe that stuff like Let's Go shows that being willing to do Let's Go in between doing, you know, the Sun and Moon generation and then doing um, Sword and Shield tells me that they're going to try to do games for people who may not necessarily want that mainline core Pokemon experience because there's no reason for a franchise as big as Pokemon that Pokemon fans can't have the Pokemon they've been loving for decades now, but also people who maybe want to get interested in the franchise can't be served experiences that maybe suit their tastes more. I just hate that it turns into a I only want what I like and you can't have what you like. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't well, be that way. Jeff, you shouldn't have to feel, like, bashful that, you know what I mean, that you preferred the Let's Go style maybe a little bit and don't like some of the decisions around... A solid point. Absolutely you know? not. I think it's a giant... I mean, I think it's a giant bummer. Something that Game Freak has always... has been notorious for in the past is introducing new features to games and then dropping them in the next generation... Um, they did that with Johto. Like that's the most infamous one. They infamous one. They had two regions, and then they just never did that again. And everybody wishes they would. Um, they've done it in later generations with things like they kind of almost had dynamic weather in Gen three, like as close as you could on the Game Boy Advance. Um, they almost did, and then they dropped that in the future. They've done like these really intensive day night cycles that were really cool. They've done seasons. They've done all these other cool things, and then dropped them. And then in Pokemon Let's Go, they did this whole thing with Pokemon out on the overworld where their focus was on capturing lots and lots of Pokemon and less on battling. And that that was really cool. And I I get why it doesn't work for Sword and Shield. And I, I get that they were probably in development mostly at the same time. And so they had no idea how the new mechanic was going to go over and they probably didn't want to risk it on Sword and Shield. But also, like, it was so good and everybody so, loved it. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, And I guess I want to ask Jeff this. Jeff, are yeah, were you sorry, per- Jeff. No, 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 don't no, no, you just no need to apologize. Uh Jeff, would you prefer like a more a more capture focused experience like in Let's Go as opposed well, to like the core? Yeah, and that's you guys talk about them bringing in new fans, which I'm one of, but it's interesting to me. They brought me in with Pokemon Go. I didn't fight a single battle in Pokemon Go. I didn't do any gym shit. All I wanted to do was just catch Pokemon. And I was able to keep doing that mostly in Let's Go. I had to fight like the trainers and some of the, you know, like the trainers and the gym leaders and stuff like that, which yeah. I, I still thought like there was like parts of the overworld where I had to step through like 10 battles in a row. To that get, got like, a little annoying. Yeah, yeah. I was, and I was just spamming the same attack. I was like, okay, th- I wanted even less battles. So it's just interesting to me that they brought me in with no battles and then they gave me a little bit of battles and now I got to battle wild Pokemon just to catch them on top of battling random trainers, on top of battling gym leaders. Like, I don't know, I feel like there's two different audiences and I would like, I want to be hopeful. I, I want people to have their mainline game with all the battles that they enjoy, but why can't they have an, an alternate year where they keep doing like, let's go game. 
I'd like I mean, to hope sold. that'll still happen. I mean, Let's Go did pretty well. Yeah, they uh, sold so, what, like six or seven million between the two different versions. Like, yeah, I'd like to believe we'll do a let's they'll do a Let's Go like Johto remake, um, because yeah, I mean that's 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 I mean I would like to believe that and maybe even further differentiate it from the core games. That's the one area where I I do not like to call Let's Go a core game, and it's not for the, like, elitist reason that a lot of Pokemon fans do, where it's because, oh, it's not the game that I like. Um, I don't like putting it in the same line as Red, you know, Red and Blue to Gold and Silver to Ruby and Sapphire all the way up to X and Y, Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield, because if you create that timeline, then all these people who got in with, like, Pokemon Go and then Let's Go... Are, we're expecting that to be the new direction for the franchise moving forward instead of saying, hey, this is a new sub-series from the get-go and saying this is this and, you know, the, the next game won't be a sequel to this but this is its own thing and could have its own sequels that are its own series. Like, I think that's the proper way to view it as, as a sister series, not as something lesser but also not as part of the same evolutionary line necessarily. <laughs> Well, that's um, the thing, right? Like, I, I feel like it would be smart. Like, you know how, like, this can be a weird comparison, but bear with me. Like, you know how Resident Evil is the core? Like, like it might be if you so didn't much. cut out both we, parts. You know how Resident <laughs> Evil is the... All right, sorry about and... that. So, okay, so, all right, so, so, so I'll tr let's, tr let's, let's try that again, right? Yeah. Um. So this is going to be an odd comparison, but you know how Resident Evil has the core series of games, and then they have the, you know, the Revelations series of games? It might make sense for Game Freak to kind of do the same thing here, like split Pokemon into that core, you know, every generation experience, you know, that core RPG experience. And then for people like Jeff, who just want, who want to focus on catching Pokemon, do something like, you know, like do like another Let's Go series, you know, where like you still get your battles, but really the focus is, is catching and collecting. Or like they don't even have to do the same game every time. Like you don't have to do main game and let's go main game let's go like do your main game and then do a let's go do your main game do a pokemon snap too like derek said there's different types <laughs> of games they can do that like ex you know i know you know maybe game freak spe isn't specialized in all these different genres so there's probably a limit to what they can design and i don't want to limit them to like you people like this and this you just have to do these two things yeah. but do like a main game and then just give like a fun different experience for a more casual audience or something like that. Well, and they did say in the direct, thankfully, that um, and it was it was just a small line, but they basically said, hey, we have more Pokemon. I think they did. Correct me if I'm wrong. They said we have more Pokemon coming in the year. They did. Yeah, that, that. that uh, you know, for fans. Um, so that to me says that there's some kind of Pokemon spinoff, whether mystery it's mystery dungeon. I would love another mystery dungeon. Um, you know, they're, they're so good. I would love Pokemon. I mean, we could go on for Pokemon spinoffs for ages because they've had so but many spinoffs that are yeah, so good. I, I, I just wanna... So I do. Okay. Oh no 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 no, Reb. I'm sorry. Please. I I do I do want to kind of like put the brakes on this be a little bit because one of the things I was worried about they started doing these remakes when they were on the DS originally, right? Like they did Fire Red and Leaf Green, and then they did Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and then they did uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. All of those remakes were incredible. And one of the reasons that I know they did those remakes is because when they started moving into the DS generation, there was no way to transfer your Pokemon up. Like, I think you could get them from Sapphire and Ruby if you really tried hard. Like, you had to transfer them through, like, five different games. Or it's it's, it's a like that. fucking it's fucking, it's fucking absurd. But basically, there was no way of catching every single Pokemon on the current gen. And so part of the reason why they did that, and then part of the reason why they added the eShop titles for Red and Blue, Gold, Silver, and Crystal... Um, 
is be- is because they wanted everybody to have that access on the 3ds i don't know what um sword and shield are going to be but i there's a presumably part of- pokemon bank would still work with them right I well mean- but there's a part of me that's hoping it doesn't like there's a part of me that's hoping this is kind of in a way a fresh start and Do i you was- worship chaos reb no, but I was sort of hoping when I saw the trailer that they wouldn't have old Pokemon in it, um, that they would just have like a new gen or that they would introduce the new Pokemon. So, so what I'm getting at is they did Let's Go, right? And Let's Go is effectively a remake of like Pokemon Yellow kind yellow. of. Pokemon I mean, it, yellow, yeah. yeah, like red, blue, yellow, but mostly yellow. Um, and, and what you guys are suggesting is let's go of like Johto. And then if, if they do Johto, everyone's going to ask for Hoenn. And if they do Hoenn, everyone's going to be like, well, what about Gen 4, which is the suckiest generation, but whatever, they'd have to do it because it was next in line. And I just, I, I just like really wonder, like, at what point do they stop just remaking old Pokemon games? Like Kanto nostalgia is so ridiculous. Um, it's kind of stupid at this point. Um, but you know, they do it cause it makes money. Um, I guess I'm wondering at what point do they stop, you know, spending time and resources making old games? Like, are we going to see, we've already seen two different remakes of the first gen. At when point. people stop paying for it. Are we going to see another remake of gen two and then three, like, like how far does it go? How long does the switch last? Do we move on to another console after that? Like, like there's just a lot of questions about that, that I have. And I, I, I love the idea of the let's go series. I would personally rather see the mechanics of the let's go series kind of hybridize with the mechanics of the traditional series and have it become just sort of a norm for the franchise in general, rather than having two separate franchises going on at the same time, effectively. So I want to, I want to slide in here real quick and just say two things. One, I like, I feel, I feel terrible because like Brandon doesn't have a switch. And so like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of ways to get Brandon involved in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, damn it, Brandon, I'm sorry. This is a very, this is a very Nintendo centric. Yeah. Concept. This was not the most, don't worry, we got a part for you coming up, so. Brandon, yeah, we're going to talk about Apex Legends a fucking shitload next week, I promise. Um, I, I also want to say, like, I'm so, in. like, Brandon, what was that? I said I'm in. <laughs> and, uh, I, I have played Apex Legends every single day since it came out. You've played a lot of fucking Apex Legends. You've been killing it, dude. I mean, I, I like, sometimes only, like, one hour a day. Like, I've, I've not been grinding it. Like, I, gr- I, I was grinding Overwatch at my peak of Overwatch. I was playing, like, eight hours a day of Overwatch for, like, I also, at a time. I, I also want to say uh, two quick things. Uh, one, like, um, so again, I'm new to Pokemon. Like, I'm so, like, I'm unfamiliar. Like, you know, I know Kanto, but jo- like, how do you pronounce Johto? Jo- 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 I think it's Johto. Jo- Johto, jo- every- jo- the best region. Jo- 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 every time which I see. Jo- which which jo- one is Johto? Jo- is that gold and silver? Is that gold and silver? That's gold and silver. Have you played it, John? No, I haven't, but I just. Literally the best. Yeah, every time I see unquestionably like like critical consensus on that like like, you know how people pretty much unquestionably say that Final Fantasy VI is really really good like even if even if they like a different Final Fantasy better like they pretty much agree that Final Fantasy VI is maybe like objectively the best one. Oh yeah, that's basically the same thing with Pokemon Gold and Silver. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon Gold. Even if they personally like a different generation better. Yeah, they'll acknowledge that Gen 2 was the best one. Or they might say that Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver was better because it was a remake that was really good. I'm personally a huge fan of Pokemon Crystal because it was the first time that you could pick a woman character in the games and Chris fucking rules and they should have brought it back for Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver. Okay, just, that's it. Keep. Oh, no, Rebecca, no, you're fine. No, mind, was... You know, honestly, like, looking back, it's mind-blowing to me they didn't have female trainers earlier in the game. Yeah. It was such a, it was, yeah, such a woman. I just, I just want to point out that every time I see Johto, uh, in the chat i keep thinking it says john nostalgia like how come you couldn't play i haven't haven't fucking gone anywhere like well how can you have john nostalgia (laughs) 
I'm, I'm, I'm Guys, still fucking here. Guys, did I die? Well, like nothing happened to me. There's, there's no John nostalgia. Like I'm, I, hold on. Did Rebecca, did Rebecca? Rebecca I did just, you, my slanted floor and my. That's amazing. Combined in a really bad way. That's and amazing. I just, but well, it's not amazing. I just knocked my French press and my sugar bowl down. So I need to like make sure they're not broken. Give me a Go second. ahead. Go ahead. We're, 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 we're just going to talk about John nostalgia uh back when uh you know if y'all want the true john nostalgia brandon will tell you go listen to Uh-oh. some of the very first episodes of sdgc oh, the, no. the fucking three and a half hour monstrosity how did we do it i brand i have no fucking idea dude. we just rambled about games like, without any structure or was, like topic or like you know like relevance to weekly topics it was literally just fucking three three and a half hours of stream, stream of, consciousness of consciousness bullshit yeah, like it yeah. was it was terrible oh god I, like, you know, oh, hey, remember this back. game remember that game this game was pretty cool back in like i, love, I know right. comment john nostalgia is my lounge singer <laughs> name <laughs> ladies and gentlemen give it up for john nostalgia you know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen tonight at the copacabana <laughs> we proudly present why did i just imagine you singing at the club from quiet man <laughs> oh no don't even fucking get me started on that shit so like so like i'm waiting for rebecca to come back oh she's sw- she's sweeping something up what happened oh, sugar bowl fell sugar oh bowl. shit like like i've got a pokemon question i need to ask ask me i probably like, know all right, I'm fine, a Pokemon fuck. fan. You know, I actually no, no. It's it's not even a question. It's just a it's a statement of fact. Okay, it's a statement of fact. Rebecca's here for it too. I'm telling you right now. No headphones. If you don't though. pick fucking Sobble, you're fucked up. Sobble gang. Score, buddy, bitches. No, 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 no. Get that trash out of here, Rebecca. If you don't, Sobble if, gang if you don't, all day. If Sobble is not your fucking, if Sobble is not your starter Pokemon, then you've lived. You're living a trite and meaningless life. I just okay, like that. I feel my sad boy. Sobble. Dude, that motherfucker hits to my soul. Like Sobble, I feel I I Sobble. There's the anxiety Pokemon right there. Sobble is what I felt when I watched Kitbull for the first time. Oh my god! Oh my god! We can't even talk about Kitbull. We can't. Dude, Sobble is what I felt in my heart when I watched Kitbull for the first time, and I wept openly. That poor dog and that poor cat. Sobble. Okay, so Rebecca's here. So, so Rebecca, I was saying that she heard you. She oh, disagreed vehemently. I heard most of it. Um, okay, actually, so, so let's I, hear it. I, I personally like Score Bunny so far. I'm waiting to see the final evolutions. I have deep respect for Anxiety Lizard. Like, deep, deep respect. I usually Jesus cho- Christ, Jeff. I usually choose... I, I don't, what happened to Jeff? I don't know. No, he just said Chad Sobble. He said Sobble looks so depressing. I just want to put it down. Oh, no, that's terrible. Jeff, Jesus ah! Christ. No, that's so sad. <laughs> It just makes oh, me sad. Mega Dads, the French press is fine. I broke the spoon on my sugar bowl, but I think it's fine. It's, my floor is slanted backwards, so if I start moving too much in this chair, like if I get really excited, I just start going backwards. It's really bad. It's probably going to happen in every podcast from now on. It's well, so, and what it's we need to do, Rebecca, I crashed into my coffee table. And Rebecca, what we need to do is get you a green screen with like a swirling vortex behind oh you, so every God, time it happens, you slide yeah. back into the fucking vortex. Yeah, but the French press is fine. Um, no, so... So I, I personally identify with Score Bunny because I myself, as you have just seen, I'm very am a very excitable person. But I'm kind of waiting. I've never picked a fire starter. We before, only just ever. saw it. And I don't. I just don't know. I usually pick the water starters, and I I like Sobble enough that if his evolution is real cool, I might go with it. I'm not a fan of the grass starter this time. Happy for the people who are, but was eh. it Grookey? Grookey, yeah. 
I'm not a fan of, but so so like here's my question: Is Score Bunny another fighter? Is he another? If Score fighting Bunny Pokemon? turns into another firefighting type, then he goes in the be trash so bin. Mad. Yeah, if he's a firefighting type, I'm done. Because I, I, it, it seems I mean, like he is. Because he would be what the the fifth, no, the fourth firefighting so, starter. Yeah, I mean, maybe if, that's if, just if that's like the what case. they're doing now. I don't. It's, no, it's so I frustrating. We've managed to avoid the curse twice in a row, and as long as we can continue to avoid that curse, they can do anything they want. Um, all right, so we've got just a little bit of time left, and uh, Jeff brought up this great idea for us to have a nice low drama topic. I want to talk about what we've been playing recently, guys. It's always good to talk about what we've been playing, what something new, something that's been sitting in your backlog, something you grabbed on budget. What's what have you been playing? And Jeff, you you suggested the topic, so why don't you hit us first, man? Um, yeah, it's been nice. I've actually had some time to play video games. Uh, so I beat uh, Metro 2033 and Last Light in the last couple weeks and moved oh, on man. to Exodus. Yeah, I know. Um, I tried playing through 2033 when it came out on PS4 years ago. I tried like two or three times. It just didn't stick. And I kind of, I'm not, I hate the mentality, like just push yourself through it. If you're not enjoying something, I think you should drop it. But I really wanted to like get, because I heard Last Light was a big improvement and it was. Um, so they're incredibly atmospheric games, uh, very flawed, um, a little bit dated at this point, but I'm a couple hours into Exodus. Uh, Zach and them talked about it last week, so I don't want to uh, go over it too much, but it's um, an excellent game, an excellent sense of place. Uh, the immersion you get from stuff like having the mask on, the weather effects, the droplets and brushing it, the, the sound design in the games, the visual design um, is just uh, amazing. It's like... I, I love the Fallout games, but it's like what I wish Fallout would be, especially in Exodus. Uh, yeah. Roaming that kind of barren wasteland, these freaky creatures and stuff. Um, you know, it's a little buggy as well, but it, it Fallout feels like a caricature at this point. And I feel yeah. like Metro was, Metro's taking me back down to ground, to ground level, and I really appreciate it. So it's uh, quite a pleasure. Fallout feels like a theme park. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of. That's a good way of putting yeah. it, actually, Brandon. I wow. feel like they play into it with the with the Pip Boy stuff. And yeah, all the really, they do. Yeah. It's it's a big ride through a post yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Metro is more like you know trying to put you there, put you in a place. Yeah. Brandon, I'm gonna take a guess. You've been playing some of that Apex, haven't you? He's been a little bit here and there, a little bit of the Apex. Yeah. Twenty-one kills, slaughtering clips. Some of the stuff Absolutely. you are posting in the chat, man, like. I need to play with you sometime, motherfucker. I, I, I didn't know. I like. I didn't aim this well in Overwatch. Like I've gotten a lot better at aiming, with like without even really realizing it until I played Apex. I'm just like I'm smoking people. Brandon, you like you was that the 21 people? Was that the match where like you didn't even give your time to like do shit? So like, they, I I tried as hard. So the story of the game was I had two teammates who didn't do very much, but they were. Good were they randos or friends? They were randos. Yeah, yeah they okay. were, I, you know, I was solo queuing. But they were good teammates in the way that they stuck close to me. And, you know, they, they, they weren't doing anything stupid. Even if they weren't, like, they didn't have the reaction. You know, they, they, weren't, they were barely shooting their guns. And every time we got into a fight, they would die immediately. 
but that's fine because they followed me to the fight. And like, honestly, when, <laughs> when you're getting random teammates, if they're not like going and running off into Skull Town by themselves and dying, like that's <laughs> that's like the the level, the bar of where a good yeah. teammate is. Splitting off from the drop immediately it, and heading in exactly the wrong direction. Every, every single person that's played like a, a solo fill battle royale game has awful stories about the dumb things their teammates have done. So anyway, these guys, even though they weren't mowing people down, they were still good teammates that stuck by with me. And so I respawned them a few times and I got them to the final like squad versus squad and they both died, but it was <laughs> And like, I had to do this like crazy, like I had to kill all three of the final team by myself, like out while the circle was closing in. It was, it was crazy. And, uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying the absolute shit out of the game, playing it every single day. Watching Brandon's clips reminds me of Donnie Yen in Rogue One. There's like a part where he just fires a rifle and isn't even looking. Like I don't yeah. I'm watching the clips. Yeah. And I like when I watch normal people play a game, I can see them lining up shots. When I watch Brandon's clips, I don't see the aiming process. He just goes from looking somewhere to to a dead person. Like there's and I, yeah, I, I don't I've see the gotten a lot better in just like a year. Well, don't you know, Jeff, Brandon was an infantry marine, man. Like that should get you ready to play the video games, dude. Of you know, course, that. yeah. It's the you same process. You wrote a whole article about that. It's basically the same thing. Like Brand will tell you. <laughs> like we get the same training in the Marine Corps that we get playing the video games. Everybody everybody knows this. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, there question. there is some like military strategiz strategization that takes place. Like Oh sure. I, I'm, like I things I learned in the military I've used in multiplayer first person shooters. Legit. I'm leg I would legit be afraid like, of squad Apex squad tactics you. and strategies. I want to play on play his with side. You. I want to fall no, no, into battle no, I didn't want to play his side because, like, I don't want Brandon to, like, chide me for how bad I am. Brandon's like, John, you're just dead weight. Yeah, like... that's, that's rough. <laughs> I, I try not to do that, but I do. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get on Brandon's bad side. Who's who's next, uh, Derek? Who do you want to go next? Reb, hit us up. I know you've still been in the moving in process, but I hope you've had time. Um, no, I'm done. Um, I, I've actually still been playing East Shade, and I talked about it a little bit last week. Um... The, the quick recap, if you haven't heard of Eastshade, is that it's a game where you are a traveling painter, you arrive on the island of Eastshade, and you are there to paint four paintings um, as a tribute to your mother who loved the island and who encouraged you to go there. Um, and I, I, I've talked about how much I love it because of how kind of like open it is. It's it's really beautiful and it's it's very much like like the quest givers are all kind of open-ended like you you can do quests or not you can just kind of it, it's a game about a place it's not a game about painting it's not a game about there's no combat it's not a game about anything else it's just about learning about this place and exploring this place and i actually um over this last week i got to nava which is the big hub town like there's a little town that you start in um called lindo um and there's a huge town called uh, nava and i am so in love with nava it makes me so happy. There is this giant library in the middle and there's these huge windows and the sun is shining through them. And there's all the, like all the, all, everybody in uh, East Shade is like an animal. There's like owl people and gazelle people and like uh, bear people and all these other things. And they're just all these animal people wondering, like you can't talk to any of them. They're just in this library and they're doing all these different things. They're like reading books and browsing the shelves and sitting there and talking to one another. And it's just, it's just the most peaceful experience like to be in this space and and they do a really good job of making these spaces look lived in and legit and just wandering this library with the sun streaming through the windows and all these characters like just kind of wandering around and picking up books um, now this sounds cozy oh it's so it cozy really like, and, i want to like 
get a bowl of pumpkin bisque like like (laughs) so relaxing and so the most beautiful thing happened and this is what i really want to talk about um so something that i've loved about east shade so far is that there are a lot of things that you can do just for the sake of doing them like you you can make these paintings it's really effortless it's just basically a glorified screenshot button um and you can you can talk to people and get their stories and there's like some quests that give rewards like there's like there's currency that you can use to buy things that will help you better enable to enable you to explore and all these other things like like there are legit rewards in this game for accomplishing things um but there are also a lot of moments that are just rewards in themselves and there was um I was in uh, Nava and there were all these signs around Nava that said, Hey, come to the tarnished teapot, whatever the hell that is at 7 PM. There's a, there's a time system in the game. Like you can tell what time it is in any given moment. You have to go inside when it's night or it's too cold. Um, unless you have a coat. Um, but there are all these signs that said, come to the tarnished teapot at 7 PM and hear a story. There'll be a different storyteller every night. And I was like, that's great. What? I want to go do that. And so eventually I'm wandering around Nava and I found the tarnished teapot and I go upstairs and there's just, it's again, it's this area, you can't talk to anybody there. They're all just kind of sitting around at their tables, milling around with one another, talking, you know, having this moment. It's very atmospheric, right? It's almost seven. So I find that there's a moment where I find a chair and I can sit down and I I do so. And at 7 p.m. there's a woman in front of me. She's like an owl woman. And there's no, there's no uh, subtitles. There's no like cut scene or anything. You just, in your in your headphones, like the sound effect, you start hearing her talk. And she starts telling you a story. And she just talks for five, like, I mean, I just, I'm just guess, guesstimating here. But it, it was like, it was like five minutes. Like, it was a really long time to be doing jack shit in a video game. I could have gotten up and left at any time. Like, the game was not preventing me from doing any actions. Um, I wasn't, like, in a dialogue or a cutscene or anything. But the story was so interesting. It was, it was like a fable type story, like one of those, and this is how the leopard got at spots kinds of things. But you didn't know that that's what it was until the very, very end. It had like this crazy twist ending and there was no reward for doing this whatsoever. Like you got, there's a mechanic called inspiration that you need, that you spend to make paintings. And you got, I think you gained some inspiration from listening to her after like the first minute of her story. At that point I could have bailed and it would have meant nothing. But you can sit there and listen to her entire story and you can just listen to it for the sake of the story. And it's so good. And there's a, di- like, I don't know how many, st- I'm sure there's like a certain amount of stories and eventually you start repeating, but there's a different story in this, in this tavern or teapot place, or whatever, every single night. And you could just go and listen to them for no other reason than that you want to hear them. And it was just, it was just this most wonderful moment. I sat there in front of this video game and just listened to this really well-told well-voice acted story for like five whole minutes and it was beautiful and I was so happy when I heard it and I there are just not enough moments like that in video games anymore like or anymore like ever like the I don't it's like a new thing I've never just sat still in a game and listened to someone talk to me and enjoyed it I usually want to speed through dialogue and be like okay what's the next thing I'm like super interested in what I'm gonna go get to do but I just wanted to be still and I like each shade makes me want to be still and appreciate it and I I love this game so much. It's probably my game of the year so far. It's so, so beautiful and good and peaceful, and it's it's making me happy. Yeah. So go play East Shade. It's great. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna bother saying anything. Because topping that. Yeah. Well, how? Anyway. What's the name of the game again exactly? East Shade. East Shade. Okay. East. It sounds. Shade. It's, it sounds it's like it's very word. therapeutic to you. It. It is. Um. I mean, I've talked about it a lot on Twitter. I don't know how much people listen, but I'm, I do. I'm going. I'm going through some shit. Um, I'm going through like I, I'm 
splitting up with my husband of five years. I mean, we dated a long time before that. Um, I moved to a brand new city a month ago. I got like super sick and was hospitalized for almost a week. Um, and then was like infirm and stuck. Like, like I couldn't, I could like barely text people. I was like that sick. It, it took so much energy to text people. It was just so You hard. had us very worried. You did. It, it was bad. Yes, you did. It was really bad. Um, and I, I, it's taken me, it's taken me like a month to get better. And so it's just been like, it's been a really hard time, and I, I, when I finally got well enough to actually sit down and play video games, I did try to play some games that I, I thought I would like. Like, I kept listening to Skyrim music because it was winter, and I really wanted to play Skyrim, so I started playing Skyrim. But then I died, and I lost so much progress. I was like, well, fuck this. <laughs> um, I started playing Pokemon, and I normally really like Pokemon, um, but Pokemon for some reason was hard for me too, and I don't, I don't know what was up with that. But I, I started playing East Shade, and that, that finally stuck, um, and so I, I just it's really nice and beautiful. And I, I mean, I'll get, I'll go back to playing other games eventually soon too. Like, it's not like I'm just swearing off any game that makes me lose my progress whenever I fail, but like, I loved Celeste last year. I'm not, I'm not going like regressing in that way, but, but yeah. Oh yeah. And, and since, uh, (laughs) since I was asked in chat, um, I, uh, I'm getting the elder scrolls cookbook. Hopefully that's, that's coming out at the end of March. Um, I, I published a piece in PC Gamer last year um, reflecting on the fact that I'd cooked every single recipe in the World of Warcraft cookbook by Chelsea Monroe Castle. I'm going to do the same thing for the Skyrim cookbook. I mean, not not the piece in PC Gamer. Um, I'll probably have to publish that somewhere else, but um, I am going to cook through every single recipe in the Skyrim cookbook. You're going to do so. a collaboration with, uh, with Binging with Babish? <laughs> Uh, that would be amazing, actually. I don't think he knows who I am. Um, I I think I think because of various should, rules, I will I will be limited to publishing on uh, Gamer Network sites, which is fantastic because they're all fantastic. But um, you know, that aside, I'm gonna cook some video game food and maybe I'll bring some of it on the podcast. But that's like mm-hmm. unrelated. Just East Shade's great. Like fucking fucking check that out. It's an indie game and it's beautiful and it's worth your time. That's awesome, John. What you got? Oh man, I actually gave up video games. I've never. Um, I, I um, so like there's yeah, a bunch of a cooking a mukbang show. That's all. Yeah, that that's all we're doing now. Super deformed cook, uh, cook cast. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so there's a lot of really high profile releases out. You know, them and Metro Exodus. Um, uh, you know, Far Cry New Dawn is out. Everybody's playing that. Um. And me, uh, I am. Uh, I just finished my another playthrough of Metroid Prime. Um, I finished a uh, another playthrough of um, F Zero, uh, Super Punch Out, and Wait, I am like, playing... like the Super Nintendo F Zero. Yeah, and and now I'm playing like Big uh, Blue, like, baby. Big Blue, motherfucker. And now I'm playing A Link to the Past for like the 300th time. And after now that, I have to, uh, now I have to YouTube Big Blue. Uh, yeah, I will do man. another. I'll do another playthrough of Final Fantasy VI next week. Uh, and then I'm gonna finish up Metroid Prime Two. Metroid. Yeah, we Prime need Big 3. Blue as our as our exit music. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's actually a really good fucking idea. Um, Make it happen. I uh, I am on a huge older games trip right now. Um, just because I've been going through a lot in my personal, like you know, like anxiety wise, my anxiety's been really bad. And a safe space for me. Um, a question, uh, Rar wants to know, uh, I actually played it on, I played the Metroid Prime Trilogy on Wii U. Um, and, I thought that uh, Switch version was right around the corner, John. You know what, Jeff, it's, it's, it's too soon for that. Okay, man, my, my, you know, the grief is still too near for me. It's okay? too soon, just like it's too soon for Trilogy to actually come out on Switch. I can't, I can't talk about it right now. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, Super Nintendo for me was kind of like a, like my safe space and during my childhood was my room. Um, and, uh, I have very, very, like, you know, I didn't have the happiest childhood, but I had uh, so many fond memories of playing Super Nintendo 
uh, in my, which it's my favorite system of all time. And I'm in a place right now mentally Same. where I just, I, right, Brandon. And I just, I need that. I, I need that comfort, that reassurance. Like, it's like having a big, I can relate. Like, Super, Super Nintendo means something to there's me. There's something about it's like, like me playing Animal Crossing. No, I totally it, get yeah, it. it. It represents exactly. a time and place in your life. There, well, you like you know, I've I've said numerous times throughout my life, like I I think part of the reason we love the things we do is not because the thing itself, but the like the circumstances in our lives when that thing came around or when that thing happened. And I didn't even and, have a Super Nintendo as a kid. Yeah, and and do like there's something about like you know just the sound effects and the visuals that take me back to that safe space. Reading Nintendo Power, man, like I just I and I felt so good. Like you know, I'll play Division Two when it comes out, you know, and of course I'll, but but like you know, there is some like I am just all I am in fucking old school, you know, like old school Nintendo mode right now, and it is a good place to be. Dude, it's like it's like going home. It's like coming home, man. It just feels really fucking good. I have no interest in playing any of the new releases right now. I am just going back and just reveling in in the history of the medium and like you know just the games that you know really shaped who I am and and you know my love for this industry. And it, it feels really good right now. And I'm gonna keep on doing that for a little bit. That's kind of that's kind of why I went back to Earthbound on the DS. If, like was that a year ago? Maybe I just like yeah, you did. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I beat it on the show, I think. Dude, that's like one of your favorite <laughs> games of all. That is your favorite game of all. It is my second after fun or no, third, I'm sorry. The, my my holy trilogy is uh FF7 Chrono Trigger and Earthbound. There you go. It's mm-hmm. a good trilogy. But yeah, that's Oh no, Trigger. That's what I that's what I'm that's what I'm doing right now. Wait, I'm, and I'm playing Super a, Nintendo games. That's the great thing about games, right? Is like you can there no matter what you want to do or what you want to feel, there's a game for you, right? Like if you yeah. want that thrill of like the last two squads and a apex or if you want to just cozy up with your warm blanket of chrono trigger or, uh, yeah like Bob playing, playing Earthbound yeah. on the ds felt comfy yeah exactly right or if you just like yeah if you just want to relax uh or if you want the shit scared out of you there's all like there's so many different games for so many different and it's, it's a game i know like the back of my hand like it's it's not difficult anymore i know exactly mm-hmm. what to do how to beat it Video games are great, guys. Are so good. I really fucking love awesome. a lot. So, so speaking of Super <laughs> Nintendo, um, there is a game that I just beat uh, maybe an hour before the show uh, called Time Spinner, John, that you would probably be very interested in. It's a, it's a Metroidvania. Um, I played it on PC. I don't know what other systems it's on. It's like a little indie title. Chucklefish published it. Um, Chucklefish! Yeah. It is a, I it, love them because Starbound. It is like a, it is a Super Nintendo, like Square Enix, Super Nintendo era, like aesthetic to all of the sprite work. Um, and it's just a very tried and true Metroidvania with like a time travel and time stop mechanic. And it's just very good. And it's very, um, it feels good to play. Um, I love Metroidvanias. It's on the short side for a Metroidvania. Um, so it's it's fairly digestible, uh, and at no point did I feel like it overstayed its welcome. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I think it's only like twenty bucks new. It's it's worth hunting down. Um, again, I know it's on PC. I don't know what else it's on. It's it's Chucklefish uh, published it, but I just beat that. Um, I've been playing the Dark Souls games on streams on Thursdays for a while, and just started oh, Dark Souls two this morning uh earlier today because i and i've forgotten most of dark souls too so that's been a a fucking what's your character name derek because i loved it when i saw bert hambone i love it i fucking (laughs) like it say that again i'm sorry bert hambone 
Why? Because why not? So you got to ask Lena. Um, I have this thing. I love coming up with the most ridiculous possible names <laughs> for characters. You know, fucking. Um, it's just it's just no. the thing I do. It started with D and D. It started with where I would come up with the different characters for for me and my buddies in D and D, and come up with like the most ridiculous MST3K space mutiny ass slab bulkhead kind of names. Um, Stabity Copenhagen was uh, was a classic. There, um, no, no, I understand, Derek. Like, like one of my Bloodborne was named Doctor Chest Rockwell. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, like, so, yeah. So I've been doing that. Um, I've been playing a little. I, I finally grabbed uh, my own copy of because I've played it a little before with Lena, but I grabbed Dynasty Warriors Eight Extreme Legends because uh, I've been dig- I've been itching for a good Muso, and that's one of the better ones. And I never really played it extensively, and I do like those games. It's good, mindless sit down consume kill a horde it's kind of fun um and then um i'm gonna i'm gonna start playing um this this old ps2 game called gundam versus zeta gundam uh starting tomorrow which is a like arcadey kind of arena fighter shooter um and everyone knows i'm a huge gundam stan when i was in college i wrote like this long ass paper about zeta gundam as feminist text um so derek you're so cool. I'm no, I'm not. <laughs> I am the opposite of cool. You um, don't even know. Mr. I'm the Henry opposite of cool. It's, it's Henry Bo Snipe the eighth, Lena. Oh, <laughs> Get it correct. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. So, I love it wow. so much. Yeah. You don't even know. So so I've I've been all over the place, but I'm having a lot of fun, and I've had a lot of fun doing the streaming thing recently because like, it's it's just it's a good social. I you know I work nights. So I'm alone during the days. Martha's at work until like 5.30. Um, you know, it's just me and the puppy and no, everybody's at work. So like streaming has been a good way for me as a very extroverted person to get a little bit more like social time with people and crack jokes. And we have our in jokes about, you know, bone, bone juice. And um, <laughs> that's, that was a big thing. It turns out Estes in Dark Souls is just bone lubrication but, juice. Yeah, it's basically, it, it's, it's basically mummy juice. It's the mummy yeah, juice. It keeps coffee. your bones moist so you don't get bone friction. Because that's, that's why all the Dark Souls enemies are so slow. And so it's because their bones are very dry and they have this like bone friction and arthritis. And that's why their tails are so. But you have I, the you have the wet bones so you can you can get right in. You can slip on in. Big old slippery Sam and just. And I, I just want I just want to point out inspired by inspired by uh, Derek's Derek's name. I'm actually changing. I'm legally changing to uh, Edward Sweetgrass. <laughs> After this podcast, that's that's gonna be my new. I demand to be known as I demand to be known as as Edward uh, Admiral Admiral Ad, oh Ad, Admiral Edward Sweetgrass. Well, it's like even 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 this like the famous story of me being drunk on the boat here, which Lena was present for the the whole day on the boat. I was Admiral Vladimir Salovich, <laughs> <laughs> and like I drove that boat like double whatever the, the water speed limit is directly past some boat cops with the fucking cup in hand just like ah! all right all right uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta yeah. wrap this thing up we, we we went, a good, we but we've had a good time yeah. we've had a it good was, time tonight. we we went through the whole range of emotions tonight on sdgc yeah. we started with happiness and then we pivoted to anger and then we went to and now uh, i'm rocking we, out to big blue yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's what we're talking yeah. about. We're in the night. Um, rock I'll, out to uh, that Pokemon Johto theme. I'll just pay the bills real quick. Don't forget, uh, we got a big uh, PAX East coming up, and we're gonna have the biggest presence at this con that we've ever had. 
Uh, six of us will be there. Um, we're gonna. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, a bunch of us are gonna be rocking the Hope booth in the AFK room. We're gonna it's be gonna helping be out with take me, yep. you, Zach, you, Finn, Justin, and Maddie. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, it's gonna be six of us there. Uh, we're gonna be a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, we get some. I'm uh, going to GDC if anyone cares. You're at, yet Rebecca's going I to GDC. Care. Rebecca, do you have any announcements you want to make, Rebecca? Um, can I? I think I can. Do you, Do you think I? I think you can. Is it? Uh, it's confirmed, right? I yeah. Um, I mean, it, has it been publicly yeah. posted about Just on the Twitterverse? It has about, but I, I got like an oh, official confirmation. Let's I think it's fine. Just, just be a legend and fine. say it. Yeah, don't I'm, do it. I'm a I'm co I'm co-hosting kind of funny games daily on Wednesday, March. I think that's the twentieth. I think that's right. It's it's whatever Wednesday is closest to March twentieth. Um, because I'll be in San Francisco for GDC anyway. So I'm doing that with Greg Miller. That's gonna be great. That's what I'm talking about. I'm terrified. It'll be fantastic. No, you got no, it. You're you gonna have it. a great time. You got it. I like. Yeah. I I couldn't. We we could not be happier. Rebecca, I'm, I mean, I'm thrilled. It's awesome. gonna be great. Like Greg Miller's great. I'm, I'm, Greg, I'm so nervous. Greg, Greg He's is a great. Good boy. You know, Greg is Greg is great. And um, and uh, my my goal my my goal is to get more SDGC representation <laughs> on on kind of funny. And Rebecca, we all know that you're gonna kill it. All um, of us do. I'm gonna do my best. I. I, I'm like, I'm terrified, but like rationally, I know that I'm so upbeat and energetic that Greg and I are just gonna like yell oh, happy yeah. things to each other the whole fucking time. Well, and, and, and I, can you, I can tell you right now, like I was super. Greg is great at putting you at ease and making you. So it's yeah. it, you're gonna kill it. You're gonna do great. Congratulations, Rebecca. It Thanks. couldn't have happened to a better person. You deserve it. Oh shucks, thank you. And um and we've also and uh, uh just remind everybody if you're gonna be uh, I'm gonna be on a couple of panels. Uh, I'll be on a panel about uh, starting a small podcast uh, with uh, people like Dave Oshry and uh, Tom Johnson, that motherfucker, nice. Tom Johnson. Those are good guys. We'll be on there. Uh, Jake Baldino uh, will be there. And uh, Dolly yeah. Domovsky from SideQuesting will be there. He, uh, all good people. And I will also be on a panel with Mike Futter and Amanda Farrow and a few others about parenting and gaming and being a parent and kind of navigating that minefield. Uh, so I'll be on that panel as well. Um, and uh, before we wrap it up, does anybody have anything else they want to say? No. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, please, please. Hey, if you're going to be at PAX East, let us know. We would love to meet you. I've already had a couple of hit, uh, hit me up and say, you know, we love SDGC. We've been listening for a long time and we'd love to meet some of you guys. So please let us know. Um, and we will, we will, we will go out of our way to make ourselves available and to hang out with you guys. We, we would love that. It, it, it just, it makes us feel nice. Uh, and so, uh, um, oh, and we had to address one more thing. Direct Feed Games had asked uh, Derek about uh, the SDGC Smash Brothers tournament. Which we need to have. We do need um, to have. Oh um, no! We need to have the Smash Brothers tournament. No one do. told me about this. I'm oh, available no. on Saturday. We talked about it a while back. Um, this Saturday, I what what do I have going on? I am gonna be puppy sitting on Saturday, so I don't know that I'm gonna be able to take my eyes off these two little fuckers. Um, long enough to do. Then why don't we do it? So 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 here. So let's do it next Saturday. Okay. Let's fucking lock it down right now and say next Saturday. Next Saturday, we'll come out with a time uh, sometime this weekend, but next, not this coming Saturday, but the next Saturday is going to be the official SDGC Smash Brothers tournament. We can make this happen. We're we going to make, make it, it fucking work. happen. There it is. And we, we also got some more Final Fantasy retrospective stuff coming up. We're going to be recording more of those here very soon. Uh, and of course, uh, the latest episode of Posture Popcorn is now up on 
YouTube and all the uh, all the usual podcast services, Jeff. So congratulations on that, dude. You guys can go. And Jeff, you guys talked about movie trailers? Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, talked about some of our favorites and uh, some really shitty ones and some really awesome ones. I highly recommend everyone goes check that out. The latest episode of The Right Direction, Derek, is up. Uh, boy, if you do it. You just cut out entirely, which is great because <laughs> that video speaks for itself. This is our Valentine's <laughs> Day special. Um, and I get very sloshed and handle some very saucy subjects. It's really good. It's oh, really I still haven't watched that yet. I'm oh, so excited for this. Oh, you, if oh. Like if you clip. thought I was cool before, you're I really not going to think that later. You are so fucking cool, <laughs> oh, Derek. You cannot oh, dispel me of this notion. Yeah, this video will do all the work for me. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and with that, uh, as always, we'll, you know, hey, we'll be back next Thursday. Same time, same channel. It's not always poetry. and We don't always agree. But we always keep it real. So until next week, please take care of each other. And uh, shout out to Mark. <laughs> shout out to fucking Mark. Fucking Mark. Fuck you, Mark.